Good morning, good morning. Hey, it's Mike Stewart with Mike Stewart Live. So glad to be here. Uh, hopefully you're getting in your seats right now. And boy, have I got a fun, exciting show today that I, I believe you're going to have a lot of fun with. And you're going to maybe learn a few things about audio and video marketing. That's the whole purpose of this show is, is to talk about audio and video marketing. And I'm having uh, a lot of my good friends and uh, colleagues that uh, uh, make money from audio and video marketing. They're marketing their audio services and, and techniques. And so you'll learn some things. But, you know, I always hang behind me. You can see right back there. Pac-Man fever and my gold record. I, I'm really, really proud of uh, having been a part of that project from over 40 years ago. And uh, I was involved with that project with two dear, dear friends, Jerry Buckner and Gary Garcia of Pac-Man fever. And uh, the day I got that gold record uh, made the newspaper 40 years later. Um, you can see there, there is the picture that was in the paper back in May of 2020 uh, the day I got that gold record, that was the gold record party uh, that I attended. There you can see a 25-year-old Mike Stewart, and uh, there's our friend Edgel Gross. But there's Jerry in the middle, uh, and then, of course, there's Gary, who um, we love Gary, but we lost him a few years ago. But, uh, but Jerry's uh, still kicking around and having fun with us. And, of course, Jerry and I get to do, uh, have gotten to do a lot of things together over the years, um, we've been to, uh, Pac-Man, uh, conventions there. We were in Florida together at a Pac-Man, uh, video games, uh, event. And then of course, um, you know, some of the projects that we did together is we, uh, worked on Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, uh, back in 2012. Um, in fact, I highly recommend you go check out the, uh, uh, Netflix show, High Score, Jerry and Pac-Man Fever are in that Netflix show. And then of course, one of the other things that Jerry and I worked on together was uh, we did the WKRP uh, in Cincinnati record together. So we have a huge music connection uh, over the years. And of course, one of our crazy claims to fame is uh, we were uh, uh, involved for many, many years. Jerry, Gary, uh, uh, Jerry, and then Gary, in fact, uh, was involved. But Jerry and me and my uh, partner in my studio, Danny Jones, we did Waffle House records and back. In fact, back last, um, I think it was fall of 2019, before the pandemic, uh, we got one, one of the few people in the world to receive uh, Waffle House Toonie Awards. So let me play you some of mine and Jerry's work that got us the awards. You'll, you'll enjoy this little clip here. Joining me now are three of the pioneers of Waffle House Records, Mike Stewart, Danny Jones, and Jerry Buckner. We are so glad to be here. <laughs> We're happy to have you guys. Now, Jerry, you had a hit, Pac-Man Fever, so you're, you're no stranger to having a hit. Talk about the early days of Waffle House Records. Well, Waffle House Records uh, decided to form a record label, and they called me and asked me if uh, I would like to be a part of that and help them do it. And I said yes, so we started on that project, and 25-some records later, here we are. We have an award for you for the Waffle House Most Played Songs. I would like to present to you a Toonie 2019. Go ahead, give a round of applause. I'm hungry. I'm getting under the waffle. You're hungry? I'll eat it. I, 
I'll take I'll take that for you because we're gonna make them work a little bit. Would you guys like to hear a little bit of raisins? All right, you guys, go ahead, get to sing along and get everybody started, okay? a little bit of mine and Jerry's history to give a little flavor and there's a whole lot more to come but ladies and gentlemen I want to bring to the virtual stage my good friend longtime friend Mr. Pac-Man fever Jerry Buckner seeing that video I just brings me to tears Mike I, <laughs> <laughs> you know Pac-Man fever what sell uh, you know uh, millions of records around the world and uh on American Bandstand, all these big shows, you know, and 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 then we do Raisin Toast and get awards for that, you know, and we're in, in the Waffle House video. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Waffle House. They've been great. But uh, it's interesting. I mean, the truth is, Mike, uh, and, and why would I lie? Um, <laughs> people, uh, people seem to be sometimes more uh, impressed with the Waffle House stuff that you and I did. Uh, than anything else. I mean, we've we've done so many projects together. I mean, so many, we've been on a bunch of different labels, as you can see in the back there. Uh, a lot of hits and everything. But it's it, Waffle House has been great for what it was and enjoyed it, and uh, and we've done a done a lot of stuff together with that. Well, you, you know, Jerry, in my audio and video marketing world, um, you'd be surprised how many people will see these videos like on YouTube, Facebook, and in social media and whatnot, or even when I was doing websites where I would be uh, selling a training or something. And, and, and I'm true. I mean, th- when I showed that newspaper picture that the day I was standing there with you and um, uh, Gary, it, you know, that was the, the, the uh, gold record party. And, you know, you guys, you know, I got that gold record for working on that album. And I, that has been a proud possession of mine for years. And you'd be surprised how many I've made more money by people saying, do you really have a gold record? And and I say, yes, yes. And there's the man you're you're seeing him. You're hearing him right now that uh, uh, they had a very, very successful album in the 80s, uh, the Pac-Man Fever album. And uh, uh, you guys saw to it that that I had a, a gold record and I've hung it proudly on my wall. And I found out from an Internet marketing strategy that when you hang um, credibility awards in your videos online, it creates a credibility. I mean, I've made money was like, well, I'll do business with you because you have a gold record. And it's like, you know, it has nothing to do with my business. But it gives you a certain amount of credibility. And so I'm very grateful that it's real. It's not something I bought on eBay and hung it up and it has nothing to do with me. I, I was there the night you guys uh, were recording those things. I remember you sitting in the studio. In fact, last week I had Rodney Mills as my guest. And, you know, one of the things that was really interesting back, back in those days, you know, you recorded Pac-Man Fever and that whole album 
where Sweet Home Alabama was recorded, where Moonlight Feels Right was recorded by Bruce Blackman, where I Love the Nightlife was recorded, where all the Atlanta rhythm section. I mean, that was a very, it's a, was as you said on Dick Clark, it was in a very electric, electric time in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for bringing that, that up. Uh, yeah. Dick Clark, yeah, uh, we, we were pretty nervous that day. Yeah, and, and uh, 38 Special was recording their album, at the same time, their their album, which went you know sold a zillion copies, had all those big hits on it. They were recording at night. We were recording in the daytime, and it was quite a, a an interesting thing. Yeah, a lot of hits and and came out of that studio, including uh, 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 classics four hits, mm-hmm. but you know the songs he had all those big hit records and all that. So yeah, it was really neat working in Studio One. Well, uh, here's here's one of the questions is that, you know, um, you have this um, amazing music history. And if you want to know more about Jerry's music, there's the web address. It's real easy. If you can remember, jerrybuckner.com. Uh, in fact, we were working on your site just the other day. Uh, you're getting that really ready to let people know that you're still making music. I mean, you, you, you don't say, I stopped making music. You know, it's just part of our lives. Um and and I do the same thing. I mean, I don't want to stop making music. I, I don't want to, I don't want to stop being around music. Um, but you know, a, as life went on, and uh, you know, the the hit made you a, a good chunk of money, and then the way you maintain that money is you got to keep having hits. Right. So uh, so that's why we got into Waffle House because that was you know good money. It was corporate music is what we were doing. Yeah. And, uh, and then of course, one of the things that, um, uh, you and I have been staying in touch with for 20 years now is using your talent and letting people know that you're available, um, through the internet. And so, uh, let's, let's talk about the microphones. Like for instance, uh, I lo- I love the microphone. Talk about the microphone you're using to record yourself now. Well, this is a sure, uh, SM 70 eight that I have here. And it's an incredible microphone. I, I love this. I've tried different microphones over the years and they've all been, been good uh, broadcast quality, but this one is just, uh, just remarkable. I love this. It's for my voice. It works really well. It gives a nice tone. I have a little bit of a deeper voice and it has a nice tone. And of course I do a lot of voice report, which we may talk about later, but uh, it's a great microphone. And uh, uh, for the price, it's wonderful. So I recommend if you're doing any kind of work, this you know you can do master recordings with this. I think Rodney Mills, who is one of the top engineers ever, uh, said this. You and I were talking about that. What a great microphone! But uh, I highly recommend it. If you don't want to spend a lot of money, uh, you know, there's always the. I had one of these. I should have brought it out. You know, one of the uh, uh, Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti. It's a pretty good mic. Uh, it works pretty good, and uh, it, it's it's I think about a hundred bucks. I don't know. Right, right. It's a good mic to start with, it, especially if you're starting out doing voice work and so forth. But if you can afford it, this is the mic uh, yeah. that I recommend. And it, and that's the Sure SM seven one or something seven eight seven eight. Yeah, Sure SM seven eight. You just Google it. We usually buy our equipment. Um, I buy my equipment at Sweetwater or Guitar Center. Those are great places to buy. That's where equipment. I go. Uh, and then, of course, one of the things that you mastered, um, you know, back when we were working in studios, you know, 40 years ago, we weren't the 
engineers. We weren't the guys running the tape recorders or or using the sound mixing boards uh, or hooking up the microphones. We were just, you were a piano player, you were a keyboard player, Gary was a guitar player, you were songwriters, uh, but the technical stuff was always left up to somebody else. And what happened when computers came along, you know, uh, I became an audio engineer to the best of my ability. Um, as well as Danny did. And you, you used to come to our studio because we were the engineers and you could come in with, with your ideas or whatever, and we could end up making a record. Right. Uh, and when I got out of the studio business, it became evident to me that if you owned a computer, I don't say 80, 90% of the work we were doing in our studio back in those days, you could do with a microphone and your computer, which, which really, brought about this internet. This was pre-internet audio days, but now internet audio is basically communication. It's content. And so, um, you know, you had to learn how to uh, hook up your microphone to your computer and record and edit and save your content uh, as an MP3 file. So uh, that's one of your experiences is that you got, um, you've got the ears for what sounds good from your old, recording days, all the records you made and, and being around engineers. But tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the software you started doing and, and the skill level you got before we, we're going to get to Fiverr here in a minute. But talk about, you know, your learning curve. I mean, here, here you, you've been in studios all these years, and now all of a sudden you're at our, we're at home studios with microphones. Tell, tell me that. Tell our folks a little bit about that audience. And well, that I probably should mention uh, – my voice work because this is it all kind of comes together uh i got into radio is something i always loved all my life in fact i wanted to get into radio to begin with back in my younger days but i also love writing songs and that won out and i i did that but then after pac-man uh we did a lot of stuff in the music business for a long time had a lot of success but i had a lot of radio friends too from over the years and i loved comedy i used to like like working with comedy so I got into uh, a friend of mine started using me on his morning show, doing some comedy bits and so forth. That mushroomed into a whole uh, whole other business for me. And I had to learn how to uh, record myself at home so I could submit these demos. Because it used to be, uh, if, if you wanted to, you'd have to go down and audition for a, if you wanted to do a voice thing. You have to go downtown and audition with 100 other people. And the same people would always get it. And it was just... It was really a pain in the butt, uh, and they had to they had to book studio time and everything. Well, now the advertising people, everybody loves the idea that they don't have to do any of that. All they got to do is they see my site and they come to me, and I can do everything. And it's not you know it's not that that complicated. And uh, and so I had to get you taught me on SoundForge mm-hmm. how to do. Uh, that's where I started, which is SoundForge is basically just a a stereo track for doing voice types. It's not a multi-track system, just a regular. For voice. It's a tape recorder, basically. It's yeah. a tape recorder. Exactly. And uh, learn how to, how to use that. And I could do my own demos. So people, uh, agencies and, and people love to come to voice talents who can do this stuff themselves because they don't have to pay all those recording fees. And uh, so that gives you a, a heads up over everybody else. that's still trying to do it the old way. And uh, so that's how that's how I got into doing studios. And then I also uh, morphed into uh, doing music by getting a multi-track. Uh, I used Mixcraft. I don't know what 
you recommend, Mike. And I'm, I, I need to say to everybody, this Mike Stewart, yeah, he's my close, dear friend, but he knows this industry frontwards and backwards. And uh, I've, I've told him I made more money with him than I have in Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> he's taught me so much stuff. He, he's an amazing man. Just knowledge just pours out of him. So, well, thank uh, you. But it's it's well it you know it's it's very true. Um, well, uh, you know, to answer, uh, a DAW uh, is a digital audio workstation. Basically, the ability to layer sounds. Uh, we used to call it multi-track recording. You'd have a track of a voice and a track of another voice, and that's how you made records. But you know, most of the folks in the internet world here, they're podcasters where they want to be able to record and edit a show. They want to do an interview like you and I are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to be able to edit in sound effects and music. They basically want to make a radio show. And some of them want to do voiceovers for YouTube videos and television, online television commercials. So, so the principles that you and I learned as kids in these big studios in Atlanta, like, like Buddy Bowie and Rodney Mills Studio One and Lowry Studio, and then my own studio, you know, we learned how to make professional sounding audio and then the internet came along and and basically you know uh an iphone is almost as good as the tape recorder it's better than the tape recorders we had back in the day um a computer is is anybody can own a studio now that doesn't mean anybody has the ears and the talent to 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 make good content that's why you know learning you know, and listening and training your ears is one of the things that that's that why you why you got work is because, Jerry, you are talented. You know, if it's right, you know, if it's wrong, you know how to um, uh, uh, create a, a piece of audio content that is professional. And um, and so therefore, OK, so you, you got um, audio studio just to let people know what I use as a, a multi-track. Uh, you still using Mixcraft or have you graduated to the uh, acid program? I, you know, I have that too. I have them all. <laughs> I guess I prefer the mixcraft seems to work easier for me, but, but I've got, the, I've got the acid for, I mean, I've got them all and, and I use them for various purposes. Right, right. Well, nobody at the bank says, did you edit that audio with, with XYZ program? Because right. it's, it's all about if it works, don't worry about it. Um, and of course, Charlie just said, uh, the model number it's, and we, we put up here, it's the SM 78, just, you know, that's the microphone that is really, really good. That's, it's kind of becoming the podcaster voiceover, um, choice microphone. And, um, it, it, well, it's hard to, uh, overdrive it. I mean, you can, but, uh, it's just, it's just so, so perfect and it will really reproduce your voice. Uh, and that's, that's so important. If you're going to get in voiceover work, that's, the quality is so important. That's one of the most, that's more important. Uh, that's one of the top things. I mean, people are not going to agencies are not going to buy your product, not going to use you if you don't give them quality, quality, uh, a sound, including the software. They don't, there's a lot of rules <laughs> that go with it. But. Well, you know, and one one of the things that I want folks to know here is uh, we just built this new website because because uh, Jerry's doing some different marketing, but his specialty is Southern Voices. So go to southernvoicesjerrybuckner.com because one of the things I highly recommend for podcasters and people making uh, um, uh, w- what I call web commercials or even television and radio commercials, Jerry is a professional talent, affordably priced 
you can reach out to him there at southernvoicesjerrybuckner.com and you know hire Jerry. He 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 uh, does an amazing job. He's a pro all the way and he knows, you know, years and years of experience and uh, and you know even if you're doing a podcast, you want to have um a professional voiceover intro even if your voice is not that great, you know. So anyway, just putting that out there. All right, well you get to the uh <laughs> this this is a good question here from Charles. He says, "How does one get a musical ear?" <laughs> like You're born with it. Uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's that's pretty much uh, yeah. I mean, uh, when I was a kid, and I'll try to make this a, a very short story. When I was when I was about eight years old, my dad was trying to take piano lessons. He was in a gospel group and had an old upright piano, and he were getting he was getting these mail-ins. Well, one day. I sat down there with my mom. She was uh, uh, singing a little song, working in the kitchen, Sentimental Journey, I think. And I sat down and I just started picking it out on the piano. And uh, she said, she come in and goes, how can you do that? I go, I don't know. I thought everybody could do it. So my dad came home. She said, come in here, do that, play that for him. And that's when they discovered that I had this ability to, and, and still can. I mean, I can hear a song and Mike, you know, from playing in clubs, it really helps a lot. You, you, you know, you hear these things and, and we can sit down and play them. I mean, you know, work them out. And that's just, it's nothing I did. I mean, it just, I had it, you know, it just came with the package. Well, you know, one of the things that I do know is that if you know something is good, go back and forth between what you know is good and what you did and try to train yourself to discern the difference. And and there's just there's just little things that you got to learn to listen for. Um, you want to make sure that you're close to the microphone when you're doing voiceover. You want to make sure that you uh, have some sort of, you know, Jerry's got uh, foam on his SM78 uh, that is a pop filter. I'm using a, a wire mesh pop filter. There's little things that you can do uh, that you everybody can learn. Uh, producing music, that's a whole nother God. You know, sometimes it's a God given talent. Sometimes it's something that you just got to want, want it so bad that you work. Uh, very, very hard to get that skill. But but uh, I think what I want to go to next is you discovered a way to get people to buy your services through Fiverr. Can, tell a bit of that story. Well, I was doing voice work, of course, from working in radio, doing morning shows and so forth. And then I started getting some people that asked me to do some commercials and everything. And I discovered uh, very quickly that if I did a character voice, I would get a, a more of a response uh, and, and, and could get more work because they seemed to like the Southern, I had a Southern character that I can do several of them I can do and they liked that. So I began to uh, try to find ways to, to get more work. And there's, there's sites called voices.com and voices123.com and they're membership sites and you, you know, you pay a yearly fee for those. So I started working on those and that, that, that I did okay in there and every, you know, it was fine. But, uh, you did a, I did a lot of free, a lot of free demos on there. I mean, you, you spend a lot of time cause you know, you submit them and they don't pay you. Well, I heard about Fiverr and I thought, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, $5 for something. I, I, I mean, I don't want to do that. You know that, well, I went and kind of looked and investigated So I thought, well, I want to try something. So I did, I went in and did an anonymous, uh, put up an anonymous site, you know, kind of a little bit of a joke, kind of a thing with a funny picture and saying I was a, a regular talent, but I didn't want anyone to know, you know, all that. Well, it caught on and I started getting people coming to me. And what I found out is, is that 
there's extras on fiber that you can add to what you're doing. You know, legitimate. It's not trying to pad it. Uh, license, you know, people want to use your voiceover for a commercial, then they need to pay a, a licensing fee for that, which they, most people will do. And I, I found out that I could make better or as good or better money than I would on the membership sites and not have to do all the free demos. I don't, you don't do any free demos on Fiverr. So it's a great place to start. Uh, if, if you're brand new, well then do one for five or 10 bucks if you want, just to get started. Because once you build up, you start moving up the chart, you know, moving up into the system to where people can see who you are. But uh, there's a lot of tricks involved with Fiverr, but there's a great place to go. And yes, you can make money. I've made a lot of money on Fiverr and I'm glad I discovered that. Well, that's, that's, that's the lesson here is that, that Fiverr can be a It's not about doing things for $5. That's the thing I learned from you is that you can, no matter what your um, skill is, uh, you can have layers of profitability and you're using the little $5 or $10. And in fact, I've actually seen some people on Fiverr that have nothing for $5 and I guess it's oh, working. Yeah. That, that's very common. I mean, it's, it's kind of, Fiverr's is huge. In fact, I think there was a Fiverr commercial. On they, they ran a Super Bowl yeah. commercial yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, so, so they're doing okay. That was $5 million to run that commercial. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing okay. And uh, they've got a lot of different areas, but the, the voiceover thing works very well on there. I, I, I highly recommend them. And uh, as I say, there's, there's a, a few more tricks, but it's a great place to start if you want to get into doing, uh, doing voice work. Well, I want to talk about this for a second and we've got a couple more things and my gosh, uh, the show's almost coming to an end here because we've been on for half an hour, but uh, you know, you're involved with Waffle House records. Uh, in fact, one of the things here, you can search eBay and Jerry has Waffle House records. He's a, a seller there. You see Jerry uh, Buck, any three that's the seller information and uh you got all kinds of crazy things that you're selling on on uh well what eBay. happened what happened mike is uh, i i happened to was looking for something else on ebay one day and i saw that somebody had a couple of these records for sale for some pretty good prices and i thought well that's pretty wild because i had a bunch you know when we used to do all the waffle stuff back in the day they would give, you know, I would get a box or two uh, of records. I'm not even sure why. I guess it's, you know, producing it and and get records. So I had a, a bunch of records hanging around here that I probably was going to throw away, you know. And when I saw that on there, I thought, well, people are collecting them. They become kind of collector's items. And people have jukeboxes that, and they want to put the songs on it. So I put a few of my records up and they just, I mean, right out the door. So uh, I was able to secure uh, a lot more of these from uh, the warehouse that nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about them. But, uh, <laughs> I do. And so we put them up on eBay and it's great. People love them. And, and they, uh, you know, as I say, they, they're collector's items and they put them on jukeboxes. Well, just wanted you to know that you need to check them out. They're a lot of fun going. To, if you have a waffle house restaurant, um, in your area, you can go to the, to the, uh, digital jukeboxes, all the records, all the way back to 1980, uh, the very first one we ever did. And then you and Danny did them for many, many years afterwards. So I don't know how many songs are on there anymore, but uh, you, you can check out Waffle House Records. But now what we're going to talk about and we're going to wind it up here with is uh, this was the party that brought you on is uh, BucknerGarcia.com. 
and and I remember we were you and I and Gary were doing jingles at my house yep. uh, for local rent. We I'll never forget we had a local restaurant. Uh, Joe Rigatoni's was was one. Eat Joe's, eat Joe's. Joe's, and we did uh, all kinds of different uh, jingles. Um, and we would do the demos at my home studio, and then we go to a real studio to cut the, the final product. And and that's you know how we were we were playing music at night and making jingles during the day, and and you guys started playing Pac Man. At uh, uh, near that studio, I think it was uh, wasn't the uh, Marietta. It was called Shillings on the Square up in Marietta, Georgia. And uh, you know these new video game arcade games were tabletop. Was that a tabletop game or was it an arcade? Yeah, it was a tabletop. Sitting in the middle of the room, plugged in. They had a plug in the floor there, sitting there. And we were went in to get a bite to eat in between working at a local studio and saw all these people. So we started playing it and got hooked. And and spent more time in there than working in the studio. And so we thought <laughs> maybe we should let's do a little song because we were songwriters, as you are, Mike. You know, uh-huh. we've always been. And and we would try. You know, we were trying to get hit songs. You know, but commercials were, was how we were making a living. So we thought, well, let's do this song, and maybe we'll get a little bit of work from commercials. And that was the idea behind doing it. We never never dreamed that it would uh, do what it what it did, but that was the idea behind it. Well, you know, the, the, the gaming community community just still loves this record. I mean, it's amazing. Um, uh, the people you've met over the years as a result of this record, uh, yeah. the song has been used in uh, family guy, the Simpsons, the Goldbergs, South Park, um, South Park, uh, been in, been in the, uh, uh, Rose Bowl parade. I mean, it's been everywhere, you know, and, um, you know, one of the things I think that'll be a lot of fun is that, uh, uh, that, that we'll, we're going to help Jerry get Jerry Buckner.live set up. And because I think the gaming world just loves hearing about Pac-Man and, and, uh, and so that, that'll be a fun show. I hopefully that you can get going launching pretty soon, but I'll tell you what, the way we're going to end the show is, um, uh, we're going to play, uh, you and I, uh, and the, re- uh, remaining members of the studio band made a video this past May. Uh, uh, and I, we found some old footage of me and you and, um, Gary and the original drummer, uh, Jenny. And, um, we actually, uh, Chris Bowman, the guitar player, uh, from the, from the album, we play the only time that I know of that there's ever a video of us playing Pac-Man fever live That's right. was at Chris's wedding. And we took that footage and we made a video and we did a live stream on it. And we started getting some momentum. And then, of course, this year has been one crazy news event after another. And and the world didn't seem to have much interest in Pac-Man after the craziness of last year. So uh, we're going to play it right now to end the show with and maybe have some closing comments to see if there's some questions. But, Jerry, thank you for sharing your your stories. And I, will you come back if we uh, sometime and do another show in the future? Oh, you know I would, Mike. Can't get well, Well, let's let's listen to a little Pac-Man fever. That'll be fun to to close out the show here.
to watch you know uh I'd like to mention too david call at the very end the 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 wild crazy guy in drums uh david has a great band band x just if, if anybody you know if you want to go hear a great band or, or hire a great band bandx.com they're they're terrific oh there were so many th those guys are so talented and, and i'm, I'm rick so Cable, great. one of the best guitar players ever uh, rick you know, is amazing. And, you know, one of the little things about Rick Hinkle that we never dreamed one day would happen when it comes to the internet, his wife is Siri. That's right, Siri. That's right. <laughs> you know, so as Dave Letterman used to say, brushes with greatness. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if nobody has any questions, Jerry, I, once again, this was a lot of fun, a lot of things that brought back wonderful, happy memories. Um, I'm glad that uh, you and I are still good friends and, and, you know, brother, I'd do anything to do to help you. Uh, you just ask and you know that. And folks, reach out. Go to jerrybuckner.com. Check out bucknergarcia.com. Uh, check out, you know, the, the Kindle book back here behind me. That's one of the things that uh, uh, I'm a firm believer in. It's, it's maybe uh, the music industry hasn't really... Uh, completely accepted it, but our fans uh, that like Pac-Man Fever are loving it, and we're just going to keep uh, keep doing the things we're doing. And to quote my good buddy Jeff Herring, he says, that was cool. <laughs> so uh, sometimes you don't have to teach something. Sometimes you can just have fun being cool. Jerry, any last words before? Um, here's Vicky says, thank you, Vicky. Uh, glad you're here. And so we, we had a good audience today. You know, uh, one of the things about these live streams, um, is a lot of people see it after the fact. It's it becomes immediately posted in social media, and so you can always rewind it and watch it again. Uh, visit Jerry's websites. Jerry, anything you want to say before we head on out of here? Just thanks to all all the fans and all the folks who support us over the years, and uh, love to meet you and and uh, get you know check check us out jerrybuckner dot com, and a kiss to my 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 partner Gary Garcia, and uh, and Mike Stewart, my close dear friend. Uh, who's done so much for me and, and just a tremendous talent. You need to check him out in all these areas because uh, you're going to make money and you're going to learn stuff. So anytime I can be on the show, I'd love to, Mike. Love to. Well, Charlie says fun stuff. And with that, everybody have a great day. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks with the next Mike Stewart.live.